Take charge of your thoughts. Take charge of your life. Psychologist, author, speaker, musician, former professor, and the host of Love and Life, Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. Welcome to Dr. Karen Love and Life. I'm Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. If you've been on the dating scene for any period of time, I can guarantee that one aspect of your experience has been pretty darn frustrating. And that would be if you've been on a dating app. I hear from listeners and from followers all the time. And one of the main frustrations of the dating landscape today is that these apps are dicey. They basically are invitations for hookups, and my followers and my listeners are looking for something more. They're looking for that meaningful connection that could potentially go the distance. So listen up, everybody. I have some great news for you. Today on the podcast, I'm going to talk with Charles Messo, who is the creator of Cove app. It is a new way to use technology to actually find someone special. I'm just going to read a little blurb from their website, cove.date. And according to their homepage, traditional dating apps suck, but Cove is a charity and rewards-based dating app, a private member-only experience that motivates and advances the conversation. This is not a hookup app. Sorry, players. Cove is simply the best way to establish a base of compatibility or trust online before meeting in person. So let's hear more about Cove and the potential that dating apps could actually get a whole lot better. Charles, welcome to the program. I'm happy to be here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So my listeners will definitely be very interested in your new app. And yet at the same time, of course, I think the number one question that they're going to have is what sets Cove apart from all the other options for looking for love on your phone? Well, it's a fair question, too, because there's definitely a lot of options out there. Uh, We're probably coming at this market or this space from a completely different angle than most people are used to. So we addressed two major problems, I think you could say. In most dating apps, which do a very good job in connecting people, they do a very poor job in actually motivating the conversation once once two people are connected or matched. And then they also do a very poor job once they're matched to actually progress the depth of that conversation. And so we go about this by creating a profit, the first profit-sharing dating app of its kind with women and their chosen charities, and have also gamified the online dating experience for the purpose of not only respecting each other's time, but advancing the depth of that conversation once you're matched from text to audio to video. So right off the bat, because I speak to single women and single men all the time, and I can tell you right away, that sounds very much an improvement uh, compared to what's out there. Because what I hear a lot of people saying, so I'll just address one of the first things you mentioned, is that they go back and forth, they go back and forth, and it's texting, 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 or using whatever the app's messaging uh, method is. And yet to finally get to meeting face-to-face can take months. And they feel they've invested all this time. And then if they ever do get that first face-to-face meeting, 
it's maybe going to fall flat and they've had all this buildup and anticipation. And then thinking, if I just met this guy face to face three months ago, I could have realized that it wasn't a match and moved on. Exactly. And I think that's, uh, you hit it on the head right there. Just there's a, an incredible amount of time spent, not only in the browsing and the swiping and then matching. And then once you're matched, you've got a lot of situations where, um, and this is a stat that we've, it's come to us from the industry that one out of 30 messages actually get responded to. And you say like, how in the world can that be if two people matched? Well, a lot has to do with the imbalance in this marketplace that's just inherent that women are in generally more inundated and guys in generally are, are more ignored. I think, I think that's sort of undisputed in, in heterosexual uh, dating apps. And so then once you actually are connected, though, this time investment, if there actually is conversation that's over text, doesn't really give either party a really good indication of the compatibility or the actual chemistry or personality of the other person. And so we kind of put something together where we said, okay, there is a sweet spot. We don't really know exactly what it is because it differs from person to person, but we know there's a general sweet spot in terms of how many text messages go back and forth to the point where we say, okay, let's either move it along or move out. And so at certain point, and we use seven as that magic number, after seven text messages have been exchanged, we say, are both parties interested to move this to level two? And if not, then that contact will disappear. And then level two is unlocking an audio functionality. But the cool part is it's an audio functionality. It's an audio message functionality that doesn't require giving up personal information. So mm -hmm. all that is kept private. And then once you're in that audio messaging function, functionality phase or level, which is level two, then you have seven of those that would unlock actually a video date. And to your point, we've heard a tremendous amount of feedback and have a little bit of competitive intelligence to show that, well, there's a lot of bad dates that happen. Maybe there's a lot of bad dates that happen out there because maybe really you can't tell so much from a photo profile on yeah. on somebody's bio or somebody's profile and, and, and the texting back and forth doesn't really give you a good idea of who you're actually speaking to. Yeah. And like I said, this is something that really addresses a concern that I have heard for a long time that it's just time intensive and the payoff is not always there. And so I love that there's structure to it. Sometimes structure is good. It gives us some sort of parameters to work within. And like you're saying, you're kind of forcing people to kind of ask themselves that tough question, like, are we going to take this to the next level or not? And if not, no harm, no foul. But if so, then let's get going. <laughs> let's, let's make something happen here and uh, use that tool, the app, to really do what it's supposed to do, which is create a true legitimate connection, not just a bunch of text messages going back and forth, essentially. Totally. I mean, the very premise of the of the app is that you're never going to be able to uncover chemistry if you don't start talking. And so we've built something that motivates conversation. So there is structure into like what we've built. But it's also respecting the fact that we live in 2018 right now. And it's a time when everybody is trust is scarce, I guess you could say, and maybe as it should be, many people could argue based on meeting a stranger on the internet, where a lot of us are in a hurry. A lot of us have a lot of distractions. And so it's structured, but it's also respecting the time and the age that we live in and also implements or injects this sense of urgency where we say, okay, if you're into it, let's kind of move it forward. If not, let's just kind of move on with our lives. But we tried and we tried by actually engaging in conversation, which maybe today isn't happening. And there is 
I don't want to say a controversial aspect to this. I think it's more of like a realistic aspect to this. If in typical dating apps, all the data suggests that it's women who are most likely to be inundated, the, this is the group that we're actually incentivizing to motivate via a profit sharing, a community-wide profit sharing um, uh, mechanism that uh, basically allows women who are most active on the platform to accrue points in a gamified manner via their engagement and those points being able to um, siphon off to a charity that she cares about that's integrated on the on the app. Perfect, because that was my next question. I thought, so I... I beat you through it then. <laughs> I <Sorry>. love it. <laughs> that's perfect. No, so I, as a user, as a woman, I can pick a charity and then as I'm looking for options and for eligible bachelors, I can also simultaneously be supporting my favorite charity. That's exactly it. We basically got a, like a points total um, and it's done not on a like a per message sort of basis. It's a little bit more intricate or sophisticated on the back end. But the net net of it is that the more you use the app, the more points you accrue, the more that can help a charity that you care about. And I guess at the end of the day, instead of feeling overwhelmed with options, we want women to be happy to receive notifications from this app um, and happy to be there. And I kind of try and use the analogy sometimes, and I don't know, Karen, if this is a, a really good analogy or not, because I've used it a couple times with mixed reaction, but it's kind of like, imagine you're a guy and you're in a, an event or in a party. Would you have a better chance to talk with somebody and see if you have chemistry with somebody if that woman is happy to be in that event or if she's just kind of rushing in and rushing out and i think we just want women to we want to create an environment where they're happy to be there happy to receive notifications and then maybe more open to exploring the options that they have that otherwise they wouldn't today and sort of the way this is framed is that if you're a woman and maybe you have 50 guys or 100 guys that want to meet you online I think when you just kind of go by your life experience or by statistics, you might think that a majority are not going to turn out the way that maybe you ideally wish. Mm -hmm. And therefore, in today's traditional dating app environment, you say, well, why would I go down all these paths and explore these paths when I know the probability is slim? Well, we want to kind of flip that and say, well, go down these paths, be a little bit more open, engage in maybe even deeper conversation for the purpose of avoiding bad dates, for the purpose of uncovering compatibility and chemistry. But doing, knowing that your time is not going to be wasted, like if you invest five hours in Bumble, I don't want to name other names, but if you invest five hours in other apps, yeah. then that time is literally gone if that person doesn't work out to be what you'd hoped. See, I think that's genius because as someone who was single for a long, long time, that was one of my frustrations with all these online apps, it was all this time. It was just so exhausting to spend that time. And then to feel like, like you're saying, there was nothing that came of it except <laughs> no date <laughs> or a bad date. I think you hit on something that's worth expanding on a little bit in, in terms of like the respecting of time, I guess, in general. Mm -hmm. And from a woman's perspective, we wanted to come at it from a situation where it's like, okay, let's, let's, not waste time swiping. Let's create something where men actually who step up, who are interested, who are putting an effort in, who are not into hookup apps because this is what we're not about. Mm -hmm. We're into engaging conversation for uncovering chemistry. So they can basically sit back and then what? how the user experience looks like is a man will invite, if he's interested, he'll invite 
woman to meet him in the cove. She can either accept or reject his invitation, but she knows that he has actually stepped up in the sense that there's not like a an unlimited right swipe functionality in this. He's got to be kind of more laser focused. And so when he invites a woman in the cove, she knows it's serious and it's genuine versus today's environment. I think you just get a lot of behavior, which is, you know, guys will right swipe on, on, on basically every profile and see what matches and then spit out the same, you know, copy paste opening line. And there's nothing really genuine about the whole experience. And so this way she's got a little comfort in the sense that, you know, he's not dealing with unlimited amount of invites that's based in, that's associated with his membership. And then from the guy's perspective too, this is again, more laser focused where instead of like right swiping randomly, you're literally, it's like literally going up to a woman in the street and saying, here's some flowers. I'd really like to meet you. My name is Steve. And so it's not time consuming in that sense for a woman. And I don't think it's time consuming for a guy. Hi, this is Bruni Getchell, life coach and clinical hypnotherapist from Boston, Massachusetts. And I listen to Dr. Karen's podcast, Love and Life. Also, if I was looking over the, the notes I had about the app, so gentlemen will pay and women do not. Is that correct? That is correct. Okay. And so then again, we're hoping that the men will be a little bit more serious minded and not just swipe, 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 swipe. And as you have said a couple of times, definitely positioning yourself away from anything that's related to that hookup culture. Yeah, we're definitely not. And we're fine kind of drawing that line and saying, if that's what you're in for, I think, you know, if that's what you're into, I think that there's a ton of other apps out there that <laughs> that uh, will serve that purpose, but that's not us. Yeah, exactly. Have you done any beta testing? I mean, are guys willing to pay? I mean, because in this day and age, some of the women complain that because these apps exist, that some of our young men out there are just enjoying an extended, prolonged adolescence, and they're not even that serious-minded right now, at least not in maybe the 20s. Uh, what are you finding? Are, are men interested in this? You know what's kind of funny, though, before I even answer that, is that from an evolutionary perspective, like life is competitive, and, and life is competitive on every front, and including mating, right? So when there are better opportunities for more mating opportunities, I think that you'll see a marketplace gravitate towards where there is a competitive advantage possible. So I, I understand, or we understand that I think the number is 15, correct me if, if you know this to be different, but I think we heard about 15% of guys pay in a Bumble Tinder environment. The rest are just kind of using the free model. And so, yeah, I do think that there's a huge chunk of the population that just saying, well, you know, this is what I'm accustomed to. But at the end of the day, do they value their time? Because that's not necessarily a very efficient way to maybe get to know somebody. And if somebody values their time, maybe they can say, well, okay, I know I spent, you know, X number of minutes swiping. And then of all the people that I swiped on, I know that really conversation doesn't happen very often and the conversation doesn't evolve. And so I know we are coming at this from a different sort of philosophy or a different angle. But I think what we've seen early on in terms of like not beta testing, we've actually gone live just for like about okay. a week. And we're definitely seeing more matches than you'll ever see in, in a traditional dating app environment, because I think um, women are more receptive to this, this model. And so the fact that they're more receptive to this model, I think the people that maybe are on the fence 
now or yesterday might reconsider when they realize, oh, okay, there's more opportunity here. I preface all this by by the fact that if somebody's agenda is a short-term um, mating strategy or a hookup, then this isn't for them. Yeah, I think it's fantastic that you're positioning yourself way far in the other direction, just because I think there's so so many options for people who are on the other side of things and so few options for people who are serious and really wanting to use technology, but then finding that at least the, the way things have gone recently, there hasn't been another option that they could use that would separate them from, sadly, just what seems to be just a lot of fun and games. And, uh, and frankly, people do get hurt. And just watching what my friends are going through, it's it's a jungle out there. So, so really, I'm excited to share your app with my listeners as another option that could be quite different from what they're experiencing now. Dr. Karen Anderson Abril, I'd love to connect with you on social media. On Instagram, I'm at Dr. Karen, D-R dot K-A-R-I-N. Here I share my thoughts on love and life through original quotes and images. I'd love to have you join the conversation. On Twitter, I'm at Dr. Karen Anderson. You can find me live tweeting my favorite shows, This Is Us, Will and Grace, and My Guilty Pleasure. All shows Bachelor Nation. On Facebook, I'm at Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. There you can read my blog, see where I'm speaking, and find links to others' podcasts when I'm a guest on their show. So when you talk about the number of invitations, so when someone signs up, the men at least only have so many invitations they can uh, invite a woman for a specific, uh, for like a month or how does this work? Uh, some of the logistics now. Yeah. So there is a, a free trial component uh, on the men's side. I don't know how long we'll have that out there, but uh, once they go into a membership environment, then they have a certain, depending on the level of membership, they have a certain amount of invitations that are included in that membership. But what's also cool about these invitations is that they're success-based. So what that means is Let's say in a different app, you've got a super like functionality or feature. Those super likes, so you want to like kind of wave to the girl and say, hey, I really, really like you. Well, then the guy spends his dollar, two to three dollars, whatever it is. And if the woman hasn't even checked into the app or she completely ignores it or doesn't acknowledge it, that money's gone. Like, and that was kind of the other thing that we looked at the business models of a color dating apps. It goes, why should that money just be gone? Like that. Mm -hmm. If you put some money up, it should be success based. So in this case, a guy has a membership. It includes a certain amount of invites. He invites a woman to the cove. She doesn't accept or the invitation expires because she has 24 hours to acknowledge it. And if it expires, he gets basically that invite back um, to use somewhere else. But if she does accept, okay, you deduct one from his balance of invites. And then they're put into a message thread environment. And then there they have basically seven shots to determine if they've got chemistry. And so they have seven exchanges on text for them to both decide if they want to move on to the next level, which is the audio uh, component. And then you also have embedded, at least into some levels of, of people's membership, that they will get some dating advice from experts. Is that correct? Well, it's not included into the actual membership. Well, I guess you could say by having a membership, you have that access. And so we've included dating coaches and relationship experts on the platform as a, as a resource for guys. And the premise behind that was, and I'm not sure how deep you want to go on this, but the mere fact that men are the ones that have to reach or have to invite women was based on, you know, 
aside from real world data and, and behavior that we, we see, we also look at millions of years or we consider millions of years of evolution where women or female species are, for the most part, nature's gatekeepers and the ones who select or choose. And so it was kind of built off that, but also built off the fact that women mate across mm-hmm. and up hierarchies. And so we just wanted to get guys to be better versions of themselves, to make better mates for women, and therefore give access to these experts on the platform. We want to bring somebody from, I'm looking for a date, to I have a date, to uh, I'm married and have kids, but why wouldn't you still want access to all those people that could help you through all those stages of your life in under the same ecosystem? So that's what we provide as I think another differentiator compared to anything else in the marketplace today. So the guys get the coaching and the women don't. Well, we're going to mm-hmm. open that up. <laughs> you know, there's only so much you can fit in the suitcase from uh, sure. from a technical yeah. perspective. So we will be opening that part up. It's just phase one, just the way we rolled out the product. Really, you're getting into the way that you've structured everything. You are going into some kind of traditional gender roles, which... I'm cool with, (laughs) but I'm wondering, did you get any pushback on that? Just that the guys pay, the guys have to show up, metaphorically speaking, with the bouquet of roses. Did some of the, I don't know, feedback you would get, did anyone say, I don't know, is that going to work in the new millennium? Well, no, we get a bit of everything. I think uh, a small percent. I mean, we're hardwired as we are based on millions of years of, of history and data before us. So we're kind of pretty comfortable in the position that we take in the marketplace. So, you know, I think from everything from mammals, male mammals that, you know, fight each other for a courting opportunity with the female species of the species, it's pretty cool when you look at stuff that happens in the animal kingdom, even down to the insect and the bird level, you'll get birds that serenade, mm-hmm. you know, male birds that serenade a female for the chance for a mating opportunity. I love one that there's a the weaver bird. There's an example in with this species, which is awesome, where a female bird comes to inspect the nest of the male bird while he serenades her from nearby. And if the nest isn't good enough or up to her standards, uh, what she deems as uh, her standards for successful reproduction and for a home for her offspring, <laughs> she goes on to the next nest. Uh, which is so cool. And there's a species of spider that I don't know what it, I, I can't remember the name, but it basically the male, the species brings the female a gift and it's basically food wrapped in the web and she'll kind of inspect the food. And if it meets her standards, then he'll have his time for copulation. And, you know, there's even examples down to the insect <laughs> level that if the guy is trying to cheat her and wrap what he, appears to be food, but isn't, then she'll like be insulted by it and like run away from the spider too. And, you know, and there's one more example that's super cool. It quickly comes to mind, which is the scorpion fly that I think the male scorpion fly needs 30 minutes uh, for copulation. And so the food that he brings as a gift must be big enough. Uh, And so if she finishes before that he's done and she leaves and he's left, he's out of luck. <laughs> and so, you know, I think there's so many things that you, you just can't brush mm-hmm. aside millions of years of evolution. And then when you say push back because of the time and age that we're living in right now, I'd say, well, if you go to a bar, you'll have probably one girl or one woman who will buy a guy a drink, mm-hmm. I think. And for every example that you have there, you'll have 20 guys probably buying a woman a drink for the chance to see if they have chemistry. So I think evolution plus real world reality is in our favor in terms of this model. And then are we trying to be absolutely everything to everybody? No, but I think that's also impossible. So we'll try to solve one problem first and then we'll try and see if we can appeal to, you know, 
everything else under the yeah, sun. Yeah, and, and, and I, I was just curious what kind of responses you were getting, just because what I find when I, in fact, just this morning, I was had a question from one of my followers. I was emailing her back. It was one of these things where she's started a relationship with a man. It kind of isn't moving to that next level. She wanted to know if she should just have a conversation about it. And I thought, what I'm seeing so often, and it's partly because our roles have become more loose, people don't really know what their role is anymore. And so sometimes women want to be in charge, and yet they also want a man to lead. And there's that tension because they simultaneously want two different things. And then I think women sometimes, because they've been told, take charge of your career and your education, then they try to take charge in relationships. And yet they want a man to take charge. So there's sometimes that like I said, tension. I mean, I may be appearing quite old school here, but I think it's kind of nice that you've structured the app such that for someone, again, you're not trying to be all things to all people, but for someone who's looking for that, like, hey, I want a guy to to make the first move, you know, call me crazy, but I, I, I would like to see a man take initiative because that demonstrates to me a lot of things about his character, that he goes after what he wants, that he's driven, that he's determined. And, and so I think you've provided that for some women who are looking for that. For sure. And There's also like our roadmap is pretty extensive and there's going to be the option of, you know, there's going to be the option in the future that there could be like, you know, a little nudge or flirt or the ability for women to send the signal like, hey, hey, I'm I'm kind of interested so that we will have that aspect. You kind of got to pick and choose on the first versions that you come out with, but we're not going to completely disregard, you know, the fact that that that's a reality. We want not only women to be proactive when they feel comfortable enough to be proactive, but also that men can feed off, you know, cues also that maybe that they're the target of, of interest from the woman. Well, I've well. always heard in the Victorian era, a woman would drop a handkerchief to let the man know he could pick it up for her and <laughs> as a way of, of giving him a signal that she's interested. I don't know if that's true or if that's just folklore, but. Well, I don't know, but we should put that social <laughs> experiment to the test in like downtown LA or. Yeah, or maybe it still holds up. Maybe. <laughs> even in this modern era. So Charles, what else should listeners know about the app? Um, When can they get it? Is it going to be rolled out soon? I I know you said you did a trial run already. And is it, when's it going to launch? And how did they get a hold of it? We did a, like, I guess you could say a soft launch. And we are kind of ramping up like a lot of different um, components to the go-to-market strategy. The app just this week will be opened up officially to guys. Because we're dealing with there's a financial component and a donation component, we have to be private. We just we have to control fraud, abuse, Mm. scams and all that. So we have to draw the line somewhere. So women apply through Instagram. And then we've got an operations team in Toronto that looks at the applications that come in and we have to base it off, you know, we need to know that the person's real. I think this is like another value add of our platform is I think the industry numbers that we see are around 10 to 15% of profiles that are fake and other mm. in online dating. And so we're vetting through Instagram on the, on the woman's side. So they apply, we have a benchmark in terms of like minimum amount of engagement that we need to see and is the engagement real. And then we've opened up that application process about a couple of weeks ago. We've already had about 10,000 applications and we've approved uh, 1,500. And so this week, and this is only on iOS right now, and we should be on Android in a couple of weeks. And then this week we open up to guys and guys currently are being vetted, verified through either LinkedIn or Instagram. And so I think, you know, we've got fun journey ahead of us. And I, I, I think there couldn't be a better time in the marketplace to offer an alternative from a very humble perspective. 
I think that people are starving mm-hmm. for more depth as well. And so I think we've kind of put together a product with a lot of love and thought behind it where we're respectful of people's time, where we're kind of respectful of, of realities that we all see on a daily basis. And then putting something together where we're saying, like, let's really, really do our best to get the conversation going and evolving just for the purpose of uncovering chemistry that might, or at least a minimum level of comfort or trust to take the time and effort to meet somebody offline. So I kind of look at it in a way as like an amazing tool to screen and and vet a person that you might be just meeting online and willing to go out and meet in person. I agree with you wholeheartedly. It could not come at a better time. I just had a conversation yesterday with a dear friend of mine who has kids in their 20s and they're just so frustrated and she they just go to the apps because that's what the 20-somethings feel is really their only option. And she said, do you think these are here to stay? And I said, technology doesn't tend to roll back. You know, it doesn't. And so I think they're here to stay. But as of yesterday, I didn't have some excellent information that I do now to say, but it can, we can make a better, a better version of what's out there. And as you said, so, so beautifully that there can be some thought and some intention and some love behind this, that this tool could be used for good and not evil. (laughs) So thank you so much, Charles, for sharing with my listeners about Cove. And now they know they can get on iOS, they can download it now or apply rather is the first step. It's in the app store under Cove, Cove dating app. And they can either get to it directly in the app store or at www.cove.date. Okay, great. That's good to know. Thanks again, Charles. I really appreciate your time. And I am very enthusiastic and very, very pleased to be able to share this resource with my listeners. No, please, Karen. The pleasure's all mine. And thanks very much for inviting me. You bet. The love and life hack for this week is there's an app for that. Yeah, dating apps have been disappointing. But I love this Cove idea of elevating the experience using technology and blending it with more traditional approaches. Cove, conversation and love. Take charge of your thoughts. Take charge of your life. Thanks so much for listening. This is Dr. Karen anderson April, And until next time, make it a great week. Dr. Karen Love and Life is produced by Chip Gregory, senior producer Michelle Musso, and host and executive producer Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. <laughs>